0: Ahoy hoy, and welcome back to another episode of Into the Night Minute Each week, Movies by Minute host examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night One minute of screen time per episode I'm Tyson Ferris
1: I'm Jeremy Sternhagen
0: and we are the hosts of The Real Jaws Minute. You can check that out wherever you want. We're just about everywhere. so
1: We talk about Jaws.
0: We do. One minute at a time. Go Fig. <laughs> this is Into the Night Minute 68. Minute 68 starts with a heavy eye roll, and it ends with a great actress convincing us that she's not a very good actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she definitely is one of the bright uh, spots of this whole movie.
0: Yes, she is. Uh, you know, one of, one of the great things that she's able to do in this film is she takes stuff. She's given stuff that should be uh, uh, not believable and yeah. makes us believe it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: And doing something not often done upstage jeff goldblum
0: that's true she holds her own easily with jeff goldblum
1: i have a hard time telling if jeff goldblum is giving the performance he wants like he's trying to play a exhausted guy or if he i
0: think you very much get that in this
1: yeah which is weird that you would cast jeff goldblum to play a part like that Mm -hmm. like he's more often cast for his over-the-top gesticulating. Sure. But again, did people know that that was what Jeff Goldblum was at this point? Because immediately after this, he made arguably his best movie.
0: Uh, The Fly?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think so. He's in a lot of great movies, but uh, I would probably point to that as...
0: It's a very good movie.
1: Yeah. And did he meet uh, his future director? while making this movie, David Cronenberg.
0: Oh yeah. Um, he's,
1: in, he's one of the aerospace guys in the meeting at the beginning of the movie. That's
0: correct. I noticed that. I'd um, like,
1: where can I look that up? I noticed the Blu-ray has some uh, special features discuss- and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, there's a special feature called Requiem for into the night, which is just like a 20 minute interview with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, cool. I need to watch it, but yeah, I totally. like think that he met Cronenberg on this movie and that led to the fly. Yeah. It's a good story in my head.
0: Yeah, totally. And then the fly led to him shacking up with Gina Davis for a while. So.
1: They were in three movies together, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I can't think of the other two right now, but I know they've been in movies together.
0: Yeah. Um. So um, I agree with uh, Diana here. Um, I think going to the police at this point would be a bad idea. Yes. But I also don't think ultimately they'd end up in prison, as she suggests. No, they. It would certainly be an Im- imbroglio, but uh,
1: they. I don't know if police. They, they certainly. Was- they,
0: they certainly would be detained for a significant portion of time, but I don't think anybody would.
1: Movies in the 80s, police were like all hard drinking, but deep down inside, really nice guys. At least <laughs> 80s movies would have you believe that. Sure, sure. So, I think watching, if I was watching this in 1985, I would have been like, yeah, go to the police. The police are the best. They'll help you out. But uh, opinions may differ on that today.
0: Yeah. So, um, but I think I think this is part of the uh, spackling of the old plot holes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as it were, yeah. Um, that the screenwriter uh, is feeling it's necessary to do. Uh,
1: this is another one of those movies that um, cell phones would drastically alter the outcome of the movie and the pacing of the movie.
0: Sure, sure. Um. So uh, this, this is where we start to get some character stuff between them uh, that I think is really interesting. Uh there's a dynamic here where we have Ed is a guy being cheated on. And then Mm -hmm. here she's explaining that she used to help a guy cheat on his wife with her. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, they're, they're kind of like, flip sides of coins almost uh, to each other. Well, and then uh,
1: there's a line coming in a future minute that kind of seals that deal. Um,
0: but I, I think it—I think it's an interesting kind of thing to do it that way. You know what I mean? Just yeah, like
1: well, arguably that's like the more interesting, like that's the most, this is the biggest character point you've gotten in the whole movie, or at least you're seeing how their characters are tied together. Sure. But yeah, that, that, that uh, opposition of their personality type. Yeah, it's kind of a
0: yin and yang sort of thing. Yeah,
1: me. very similar to in uh, After Hours by Martin Scorsese, which we discussed yesterday, mm-hmm. where he's kind of a stuffy, by the rules guy who basically has his uh, what is that in Seinfeld? The where George Costanza does makes every decision. Against his better judgment, he does the opposite of what he would normally do and ends up being, like, extremely successful and having a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, what's happening here? Like, what does Jeff Goldblum need to do to have a more interesting life? Like, get out of his rut. Get out, meet interesting people. But it also means confronting some of his – I'm not advocating uh, infidelity here, but he – he it's the hard truth he needs to realize to get out of his bad relationship,
0: sure <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I like how he doesn't say anything to her
1: when she reveals that he's a she's a mistress
0: yeah, she's, she's revealed mistress. she's a mistress, she kind of gives that little thing, and then he just looks at her and well, then she, she basically answers a question that isn't asked well, she delivers
1: that line in a very in a way that she fully she puts it out there on the table. Like, uh, she, ex- like she realizes the way she delivers a line. She thinks he may just leave.
0: Yeah. She knows he may, he may not like this. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like, instead he kind of has kind of almost no reaction at all. Yeah. And that is a reaction that triggers her to say even more. Yeah. Um, So um, he doesn't
1: render any judgment, but she feels the need to explain how it happened.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, but I think, I think that's a very, I think that's very real in her performance. I think people do that in real life. Mm -hmm. Like you explain something, you're not sure how it's going to be taken. And then someone you either don't get the reaction you think, or you, feel like you don't get any reaction at all. So then you, you kind of double down and you explain even further. <laughs> uh Do you know what I mean? I I feel like that's a, a very yeah. human thing to do. Definitely. Um, and so she, it, feel, it feels very real here.
1: Yeah. Um, well, like I think it all feeds into the, the statement we made about Michelle Pfeiffer giving a great performance and that mm-hmm. she's, she seems like the most normal person in this movie and she's delivering very like, her her lines don't feel nearly as stilted as a lot of the other lines in the movie.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: I'd like to think she rewrote her own dialogue.
0: Well, and the, you know, it might it might be that, but it also might be that I mean almost everybody else in this film aren't actors.
1: Oh yeah. All the
0: Which I think is an inherent problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I know David Bowie had done a few movies around this, big movies, and his I know we don't have any Bowie in our minutes, but you know,
0: he's, but he shows up right before this, doesn't he?
1: Oh, did I jump ahead? No, no, he, okay.
0: No, he shows up before our minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's in the, yeah. When
0: Where he just shows up out of street. nowhere yeah. on the street and he's like, I love, I love your work. Love what you do. Yeah, very like,
1: good. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, he's awesome. And, and
0: it's magnetic. He's, that's almost
1: the problem. Of, not a problem, but good performances in this movie Stick out like a sore thumb.
0: They really do. And <laughs> Bowie, Bowie is excellent. He, yeah. uh, he's really swinging for the fences and it's, it's fun, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: that guy uh, should have been in way more movies.
0: Yes. Cause he just, he kind of kills it in everything he's in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just. I can't think of a bad Bowie performance,
1: a movie I've never seen, but I want to is called absolute beginners. I know he's in that. I can't imagine he's bad, but of course, labyrinth. Amazing. Sure. Um, The, uh, the, the prestige.
0: Awesome. As uh, Tesla.
1: Yes. Yeah. Great.
0: Fantastic. That's kind of one of his last roles.
1: Brilliant casting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Really great.
1: What are the what director without jumping ahead to minutes we haven't watched yet? Like what director in this what cameo in this movie gives a not horrible performance?
0: Um, it's
1: hard for me to remember what comes before this minute and what comes after.
0: Sure, um, I've only
1: seen it once, folks. Come on,
0: yeah. Um, I remember thinking, uh. I remember thinking he's only in there for a little bit. Of course, it's coming up, so I don't know if we're supposed to talk about it. But Hmm. um, if it was our podcast, we wouldn't. But but I I think we should mention it uh, just because he does show up in our podcast, and that's Carl Gottlieb.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's if, if
0: we're allowed to talk about anybody coming up in future minutes, I think the Jaws guys are allowed to talk about Carl Gottlieb yep. uh, showing up in this film. So um, he
1: cameos in Jaws, not he more than cameos in Jaws. He's a
0: well, I wouldn't even call him a cameo because he's actually an actor.
1: Yeah, he who has, also
0: happens to be a screenwriter and
1: he has um, speaking roles. Yeah, but I mean, he's good in this for sure. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not distracting in any way. I think. Let's just say you're a viewer watching this movie who doesn't know who any of these people are. Sure. But you you can you, you know good acting from bad acting. I think a casual viewer who knows good acting from bad acting and doesn't know directors would watch this and go, like, man, what a what a bunch of awkward, strange performances. <laughs> but I also don't think any of those directors would go like I don't think any of them would defend their performance either. I think all of them would be like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not an actor. I'm not.
0: Now I'm, I'm, I'm certain this has been gone over by people before us. Um, I, I feel like, do you feel like everybody's in all these people that cameo in this way? I mean, there's like 20 of them or something at least, um, are they all here in kind of solidarity because of twilight zone?
1: That I would.
0: Cause he actually gets brought up on manslaughter charges.
1: Yeah. They during c- the filming of
0: this movie, he has to go yeah. and stand in front of a court.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, I've seen twilight zone a bunch. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that movie. It's uneven. Sure. And the John Landis one is. Probably the second best one, the second best. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, part of that move, whatever story.
0: Yeah, the, yeah.
1: It's episode. It's an anthology
0: movie. Antholo- so, yeah. yeah. And
1: his is the second best, um, second to the George Miller one. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I think there's definitely some of that, that, um, people standing up, not standing up, but just like, yeah, I'm going to do this for my buddy. It's not a statement one way or the other, other than John Landis is my buddy.
0: Yeah. We like John Landis. Yeah. yeah.
1: If, and I love John Landis as a just. It's very clear that he is like a student of Hollywood. He sure. You know his 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 directing. Uh, portfolio is uneven for sure. sure. Yeah, but he's definitely delivered some.
0: Yeah, classics. Landis uh, Landis shows up in uh, he shows up a little bit in uh, in our podcast as well. He. A young John Landis, uh, uh, constructed the dock that gets yeah. pulled out, uh, from under the fisherman.
1: Yep. Yeah. John the holiday Landis. roast. He made his trade as a, just a set guy. Yeah. Set dressing and stunts and all that. I think he did a few stunts in older movies too.
0: Yeah. He was a uh, proficient at, uh, uh, horse falls.
1: Yeah. Like in a John Wayne movie or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, pretty interesting dude. Um,
1: He's actually, I would. And the cred- thing,
0: the thing I've heard about the 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 Twilights and stuff, and we we won't harp on that too much, but uh, I think it's widely said that it was a it was a it was a tragedy for sure, but it, a lot of it could have been prevented by the director.
1: If you're the director, the buck stops with you, and if everybody else is feeling like they have to cut corners because of how they're getting directed by the director, yeah, then he certainly has some culpability in it sure so that being said
0: yeah i wasn't there but it's perfect yeah nobody's perfect but there's a lot of people that aren't perfect that also don't get people chopped in half by helicopters so yeah it
1: doesn't in my (laughs) opinion and maybe i'm wrong um it doesn't damage his reputation of his of the of his body of work um
0: yeah, I don't think I, so and I'm I'm sure it's something he has to he has to live with. Uh, yeah.
1: So. But yeah. Animal House, great movie. Yeah. Uh Blues Brothers, great movie. My personal favorite John Landis movie would be American Werewolf in London. And I me, agree. For me personally, that's by a pretty wide margin.
0: Pretty wide margin. Yeah. I would say so.
1: And uh even that one has is not without its detractors for mainly like pacing and Being an odd movie.
0: Yeah. Um, as far as like eighties werewolf movies, I would watch the howling every time before American werewolf. Oh, really? Hmm. In my opinion. So
1: also directed by another equally great student of Hollywood, Joe Dante,
0: Joe Dante. Yes.
1: Those two guys are kind of peas in the pot, peas in a pod and a A little bit, a little bit. Landis and Dante. Yeah. Um, I love that Landis is a big student of universal horror movies as Mm -hmm. a Anyone who has heard our other podcast knows uh, we're sitting in a room surrounded by universal horror movie posters. Sure. So, and actually, there's a book right over there I'm staring at that has an introduction written by John Landis.
0: There you go. The Universal Studios Monsters. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah.
1: And I have another, I have a book over there by John Landis called, Mon- I think it's just called Monsters.
0: Awesome. anyway, anyhow I'm a yeah fan. he is uh he is just as much a, a student of film as he is a director of it, so um,
1: <laughs> he might be a better student of it than a director
0: uh that could be argued, so another
1: big uh oh trading places that was probably his other big that's probably his biggest hit, yeah,
0: have I taken any time this minute to talk about how beautiful Michelle Pfeiffer is in this scene?
1: Well, I'm not gonna stop you
0: okay, well, I just want to mention it before we wrap up here. gosh <laughs> dang it, she's so pretty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, nothing she did. It's not even her fault. It yeah. just it wasn't her choice.
0: Yeah. So, um she's so I would say this. She's so pretty that it, I would say it just it almost distracts from what a good performance she's giving. <laughs> and what a, a kind of a and she's good. She's even, she's even good at the comedy stuff like uh she has a natural comic timing. Um
1: Um, she was in a few straight up comedies yeah and she has since
0: but not kind of before so uh, uh, I think she's really showing that here Um, but yeah anyway I just felt uh, just the need to bring that up one more time so
1: Michelle Pfeiffer here's to ya
0: yep Cheers, babe. All right. um, That's it. Uh, That's all I got for 68. Me too. Okay. Well, um, guys, uh, join us uh, and gals. Join us next time uh, right here on the Into the Night Minute. Bye. Bye. Was I supposed to say something else?
1: Oh, yeah. You were.
0: Yeah. and all you listeners out there in podcast land, you can find Into the Night Podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. And uh, social media is available on Facebook at The King Lives Listeners Limo. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> uh, and uh, on Twitter at NightMinute. And uh, we'll see you here tomorrow. Bye, bye.
1: Do we thank
0: you or what? I say I fall in the or what category?